Hi guys, welcome to the Healthy Postnatal Body Podcast with Peter Lapp, your postnatal expert. What are we talking about today? Diastasis recti. It's more than just a gap. Healthy Postnatal Body Podcast. This will be the first, uh, the first of the episodes that we're going to be doing. The plan is to do one once a week uh, at infinitum, forever and ever and ever. So my dulcetones flying into your house or your car uh, once a week, um, dealing with any sort of postnatal issues um, that I can think of for the week, any subject at all that catches my fancy uh, that I think would be useful to talk about a bit more in depth than. Uh, videos on Instagram gives us a chance to do so, even blog posts and all that sort of stuff. Um, it'll be relatively unedited sort of thing here, so if you hear me waffling on, then that is just because I really don't want to spend three hours in an editing room when I've got people to train. Um, if you can't understand any of the words I'm saying, it's because you're racist. It's that simple. It's not because I have an accent, it's because you're racist and you don't pay enough attention. So, why are we starting with uh, diastasis recti? To be honest, it's the low-hanging fruit of postnatal exercise, right? Everybody Googles it, everybody knows about it, and there's a lot of bad information about it. So there you go. Uh, a lot of people suffer from it, of course, as you know. Uh, 33% of all women who have given birth still have it over a year after giving birth. I'll get back to that later um, a little bit, but it can happen to guys. Oh, yes. Not the whole giving birth thing, admittedly, but, you know, guys can still suffer from diastasis recti for various reasons. It is more than just a mummy tummy, which is why, or it's one of the reasons I would like people to stop using the phrase mummy tummy. First of all, it just annoys me. Um, and secondly, it really just effing annoys me. Um, I'm guessing this is going to be an adults-only podcast, 18+. plus. Ideally, uh, there might be the old uh, SHIT word in here. And if you don't want your kids to hear it, then this is not one to play around your kids. Um, and every now, thing, every now and again, I tend to drop an F-bomb. Um, when I get a bit passionate, sometimes I, uh, I can do that. It's all in good spirits, I promise you. So if you can drop the mummy-tummy thing, that, that would be great. It's a medical condition. Right? It's separation of, of the stomach muscles, essentially. I'm not going to go too far in depth about uh, which muscles are separating and the linear alba and all that sort of stuff. Because let's be honest, most of you don't really care, right? You have it, you just want it fixed, or you used to have it and you don't anymore, or you don't even know you have it, right? You just think, well, this is just uh, this is just how it goes. I've uh, I've given birth and my belly is a bit rounder now, and you know I can't feel anything anymore. Um, I can basically poke myself with a knitting needle and not have any muscle activation there. But, you know, that's uh, that's the price of having a baby. And that's bullshit, right? That is just not true. Of course it's not. Um, but you are not completely wrong in saying that, you know, I can't feel anything anymore. Because um, there is more to it than just a gap. No, uh, when when we talk about diastasis recti, quite often what we talk about 
is uh, how to measure it. Uh, and videos on YouTube showing you how to do this. We're recording a new one this weekend as well. Um, just to show you how to how to measure it and all that sort of thing. But no one really talks about the muscle activation element of it, um, which I think is, is kind of a real problem because that's arguably much more important than, um, than the size of the gap. Right, you can have a you can have a two centimeter gap, which is about one and a bit fingers, so to speak. If you still measure the old fashioned and incorrect way, um, you can have two centimeter gap in great muscle activation, and then you'll be fine. Or you can have no gap and no muscle activation, and then you're in real trouble. And usually without even knowing it, right? You don't even know that your body isn't really functioning the way that it should. So what I always tell people is, you know, we start by checking muscle activation much more so than checking any gaps. The gap is not the problem. The muscle activation is the problem. Um, so for the first four to six weeks of any any good postnatal program, and all of them are pretty decent at this, we start with muscle activation, much more than focusing on closing any gaps already. So how many women actually have it? You know, we're talking about, like I said earlier, it's about 33% of women um, who have given birth more than a year ago uh, are still suffering from it. Uh, and that's quite a significant number. I mean, I estimated it at roughly 1.75 million in the UK and the US alone. Women every year who've had it for more than a year. So that is not just more than 1 million suffering from it. It's because this stuff doesn't heal itself after a year, right? This that just doesn't happen. Um, we're still talking 50% after six months. So it's it's a very common problem, and it's not something that's addressed all that much. Um, so we do, so, so it is something definitely that, that we need to fix. Uh, so how long does it actually take to heal is a question I obviously get asked an awful lot, you know. Um, and yeah, that's the how long is a piece of string? How long is a piece of string? Basically what I always say is you just start at the beginning. Right, we start with four to six weeks of muscle activation. That has to be the first bit that we do. It it simply it simply has to be. We do not start immediately with exercises focusing on closing any gaps. I mean they're similar anyways, but um we want to make sure that the mental focus isn't on closing the gap, but that it's on on, on getting the muscles fired up properly. A lot of the muscles have been switched off and they're still tons of relaxing and all those sort of hormones floating through your body and they just mean that they just slow everything down a little bit right so we need to make sure everything fires up first otherwise we're teaching the body to move incorrectly we're teaching the hips to take care of functions that uh, the oblique should be doing um, the lower back is taking um is doing motions and is activating when the glutes, the the muscles in your bum should be doing the work. So in the beginning, it's all about getting the right muscles to do the right thing with the right breathing. So obviously you hear me talk a lot about the core breath and I've written about this loads and it's on anybody who is a member of the HPMB um, membership site. Um, they'll, they'll, they know how much I bang on about about breathing properly and all that sort of thing, right? And contracting the core on every single exercise. 
But in the beginning, that is essential. If you do not get that stage right, it just takes so much longer. I have seen people um, six, seven, eight months after starting a training routine where they didn't focus on core activation first and they're smashing the training. They're absolutely killing it. Um, but they're not doing anything right with regards to core activation and the core isn't working properly. And that then takes even longer to heal, right? Because then you go back to the beginning and the more time we leave, the longer it takes to heal. So the first four to six weeks of any sort of, um, any sort of postnatal program should be spent focusing on muscle activation, much more so than any uh, sort of intense exercise. And after that, it, it can heal pretty quickly, to be honest. I mean, I've got clients that um, gave birth six weeks ago and they just started training with me. Um, they have a two and a half centimeter gap and that'll take about eight weeks. They'll be gone, they'll have good muscle activation. Uh, don't get me wrong, the core will still be weak and there's still a lot of work that should be done at that stage and it can be done at that stage. But the the condition, the medical condition, will will have been resolved by then. Uh, other people come to me twelve years. Uh, you'll know Catherine is in a lot of the exercise videos. Um, she ha her her youngest is twelve weeks, and there are still some core issues. Twelve years, uh, so twelve weeks, twelve years. Her youngest is twelve years, and there are still some core issues. Twelve years after giving birth, but that's still fixable. Right? It just takes longer and takes a bit more dedication. Uh, but there's nothing wrong at all with having, um, with starting exercise 12 years later. You still should. Right? It's not something that you just go, ah, you know, fuck it, I've had it for so long. I might as well leave it. It's never going to heal itself anyways. I saw um, I saw an article by Shapi Koshandi, the comedian in the, in the Guardian not that long ago, that said something about, yes, my stomach is a mess. And doesn't work properly, but that's just the price I pay for having a five-year-old. And I thought to myself, Jesus Christ, you know, if you could, uh, it it really, it, it just doesn't have to be, unless you have some sort of big medical condition I don't know about, and only surgery can heal the diastasis recti, which could be the case in one or two uh, cases that I've come across. It can always be uh, resolved by exercise, right? So after the after the first, let's go back to the stages of recovery. After the first four to six weeks, so after that second stage, we focus uh, in in that second stage. We'll start to focus on muscular strength and endurance a little bit. You know, so the muscle is working properly again. Your body knows what muscles to use during a particular movement, such as a squat and getting up off the floor and trampolining and all that sort of horrible stuff. That uh, you have to do when you have kids, you know, the bending up and the picking down, sit, putting down, uh, bending down, bending up, bending down and picking up of kids, and your core is activating properly, um, yanking travel buggies and screaming, uh, screaming children out of cars when they're having tantrums and all that sort of fun stuff. So the body is moving properly again. The, the muscles know when to kick in. So now we just have to strengthen them up and make sure that um, they're able to stay active and do what they do for as long a period as possible. So endurance-wise. So uh, endurance-wise. So, I mean, um, I had um, I had one of the members of, um, of the HPMB website 
put something on the forum saying, yeah, I'm great when I go trampolining, you know, uh, I'm not peeing myself and my core is activating great. My pelvic floor is fine. Um, when I go trampolining or when I do any jumping around or when I sneeze or when I laugh, it's, it's fine. But when I get up off the floor or get up out of bed, there can still be a bit of leakage and my core is very weak. And it's because basically she wasn't treating those movements as exercise. Um, so her breathing wasn't right and the core activation wasn't right over a prolonged period of time. So very sharp snap motions, the core would do what it's meant to do. Um, sorry, but I didn't mean to wake you up there. That's, I just woke one of my doggies up by snapping my fingers. Um, so very short, sharp motions. Um, she, her core knew what to do, but it wasn't... Uh, functioning properly over a prolonged period of time, such as getting up off the floor, which takes a little bit of time, but puts actually puts a tremendous strain on the muscle. So uh, when she started breathing properly, that problem was pretty much fixed immediately, to be honest with you guys. Um, it's just an example that, you know, I know as a, when you're just having kids, your days are incredibly long. And there's a lot more lifting involved than people tend to think there is. Uh, there's a lot more tension on the core, a lot more uh, being asked of, of the core muscles. And therefore, we need to make sure that they can last an entire day. And then you go to sleep and you do the same thing over again tomorrow and the day after and the day after until your little minions finally learn how to walk, right? And even then, you'll be dragging them everywhere. Um, so it's quite important to take another four to eight weeks to strengthen up those muscles and build a bit of endurance into it. Now, I'm not saying after that you'll have muscles like an Olympic athlete, right? We're now about, what is that, six weeks and eight weeks, or about three months into any sort of exercise uh, routine. But they'll be a hell of a lot better than they are if you don't do any exercises. After that, when we've got them working properly and strengthening up all the time, you still need to stay on top of your exercise a little bit but you won't have any diastasis recti anymore and your muscles will be functioning properly. That is all it is. That is That will then be the end of, so to speak, your uh, diastasis recti recovery journey or whatever you like to call that. Uh, most of my clients find that after three months, there really isn't an issue anymore with separation of the stomach muscles and, um, and things like not uh, muscles not activating properly right so that's when you can start to move on to stuff whilst at the same time always being conscious that there's still a fair bit of core work to do simply because you're putting a lot you're asking a lot of your core to um, when you're a mom especially when you have to have toddlers or you have two or three kids i mean it's constant and therefore I know the life that, that that life is constant, and therefore you also have to uh, train your body to adapt to that and to be okay with that. Cool. So there you are, and then after that, you just stay aware of your um, of your core requirements, and you put that for any exercise routine. But you can go back to full exercise at that stage. Um, something else I get asked quite a lot is can the stomach ever be completely flat again after giving birth to a couple of kids? Yes, of course. Right? That's an absolute no-brainer for me. If you train well, you train smart, then you can have a completely flat stomach. Now, there might always be a little bit of excess skin. 
and there might always be a bit extra a bit of fat depending on what your diet is but the muscles can go completely flat i have several clients with completely flat stomachs and that didn't even take them all that long um it just requires you to do the right exercises focus on the right muscles focus on the obliques much more than you focus on your um your abs your abs at the front of the thing focus on your tva a lot more than you focus on your abs you know it's it all just takes a bit of work that's all it is um and that is pretty much all there is to diastasis recta there really isn't it's not overly complicated it's not overly difficult to fix but you have to do the right things um something i haven't touched on yet to ask sometimes is can you make it worse Yes, you can. If you don't do anything uh, with regards to core activation first and you just start lifting heavy things immediately, then you could make it a bit worse. But even then, you can always fix this, guys. There is no reason at all. And my little red cat just jumped up and is now distracting me. So that's very nice as well. I'll just pause this thing so I can get rid of the red one. Just a second. Sorry about that, guys. I just had to ask the red one to step aside which is all he does um because obviously you can't get rid of him he's a cat and therefore in charge right so we basically covered all the diastasis recta bits what sort of exercises should you be doing well this again depends on um on which stage you're at so i always do a lot of glute activation exercises with clients so resistance band glute kicks and side kicks and all that sort of stuff we do a lot of oblique work um, side plank with dips, uh, add one or two little crossover crunches and all that sort of stuff in it. And uh, if you don't know how these what these exercises are, just go onto our, our YouTube channel. Right, they're they're all there. They're they're free to access. Um, just have a look around and just just see what the deal is there. Obviously, if you'd like a bit more guidance, then just go to the healthypostnatalbody.com website and sign up there. You get your seven-day free trial. It basically gives you access to your four-week, the first four-week program. Have a play about with that, see if you like it or not. Um, because I am well aware that you have other things to do and things to move on with. I'm not going to drag this out. See, this is again, this is one of those differences between the Healthy Postnatal Body Podcast and all these other things. I'm not going to fill up the time and drag it out for another, what, seven or 12 minutes or something like that. What I'm going to do is play the incredibly cool music that we have uh, hanging off the back of this. And I'll use that as an outro, uh, as, as the outro. What's this guy? Tom Jewels. Um, has very um, has written this amazing track. I can't even remember. Uh, the, the song is called Indestructible, by the way. If, if you uh, want to look, I'll play the whole thing now. It's absolutely fucking awesome. And um, you'll be hearing this before every podcast and during every commercial and all that sort of stuff that we'll be doing. I'll hope to see you again next week. Uh, see you. Yeah, yeah. I'll check up on you again next week. Hope you're well. Peter at healthypostnatalbody.com. That's Peter at healthypostnatalbody.com. If you have any questions about anything to do with postnatal exercise, ask and it shall be answered. I've got a ton of podcasts coming up and I promise you there will be a hell of a lot better than this one once I actually wrap my head around this whole podcasting and talking to myself for 20 minutes. Thing. All right. Take care of yourself. Have a great week and check in on you next week. Cheers. Bye-bye.
Fun too. 